welcome to the world of critical care. Today's episode is on the SVO2, or the mixed venous gas. Now, I finished the large, long episode on taking hearts out of the ICU, so recovering those CVOR patients in the ICU, and I realized somehow in that hour and a half, I didn't talk about one of the most common lab values seen to approximate cardiac output, which is an SVO2. And it's a lab that I think of all the labs I have the most questions about as a preceptor, this one ranks among the top. I have so many questions about this. Why do we do this? What is its value? What are the limitations? And I'm incredibly thankful to multiple different ICU physicians who've spent a lot of time explaining their reasoning behind this lab value. And so today's episode is just a short episode to talk about the basic principles behind how in the ICU an SVO2 is used as an approximation for cardiac output. But it's also important to remember this is not just a post-cardiothoracic surgery lab value. This is often used by cardiologists, often with a FIC calculation to determine cardiac output. You'll see this in trauma situations with resuscitation, and it's even, I've, I've encountered it when I floated years ago in the neuro ICU, where we had a patient who was a subarachnoid hemorrhage patient, but they also had some heart failure, and so we're trending an SVO2, and so it is an incredibly informative lab value, but... It is a lab value that is incredibly subjective to the situation at the moment of the draw. And we're going to talk about that in more detail as, as we kind of unfold everything associated with this lab. So let's start at the basics. We have a normal lung. We are breathing room air. Hemoglobin typically will saturate nearly 100%. So hemoglobin molecule will be fully saturated. We're going to also assume that our hemoglobin levels are normal. As the blood circulates through our pulmonary vasculature, of course, we are fully saturating the hemoglobin. It is going through that left atrium. It returns into our left atrium, the left ventricle. It is pumped out through the, from that aortic valve through our whole body, and it moves up into the upper body and the lower extremities. Now, under normal situations, we know that the body extracts oxygen to meet cellular aerobic respiration needs. Of course, in aerobic respiration, we use oxygen to help the cells be able to produce ATP. And as our cellular demands increase, oxygen extraction increases. So of course, if we're just sitting here, our oxygen extraction from hemoglobin is a bit lower. If you and I are to be out jogging, of course, our oxygen, oxygen extraction is a little bit higher. But we're going to assume that for this case, we're just sitting here and we have a normal extraction level. The blood flows throughout our whole lower extremity. It flows through the upper extremity. Oxygen is extracted for our normal cellular function. And then our blood returns to the right side of the heart from three sources. We have everything flowing from the lower body, the lower extremities. We have that hepatic return, and it returns in that inferior vena cava. We have blood returning, especially from our upper body, coming down in the superior vena cava. It is flowing into that right atrium, and of course, 
We have our coronary veins that return blood. We comes into the right ventricle, into the pulmonary artery, where that is the furthest point in the venous system before the blood then goes to the pulmonary vasculature and is reoxygenated. Now, under normal conditions, and I think it's important to put some quotes around normal conditions, Typically, oxygen is extracted so that hemoglobin is approximately 60 to 80% saturated after it fully flows through the arterial system, through the capillary beds, through the venous system, and returns into the pulmonary artery. Typically, in a normal situation, our hemoglobin molecule is approximately still 60 to 80% oxygen bound to hemoglobin. That hemoglobin oxygen binding percentage is approximately 60 to 80%. Typically people who are really healthy and they're not doing much physical exercise, a lot of times that's still closer to the 80% side. Now it's important to understand that the mixed venous gas, a true mixed venous gas, is one that's drawn from the pulmonary artery. Now that often is what's gonna require is a pulmonary artery catheter. So that's a PA catheter, also known as a Swan-Gans catheter. That's a catheter that goes typically, is introduced through a central line. It's going to move through, of course, our right atrium, right ventricle, and the tip of it will be sitting in our pulmonary artery, and that is where we're drawing this lab from. That is the typically called a PA distal lumen. It's often yellow in most brands of a pulmonary artery catheter. Now, the reason I mention this is that a pulmonary artery sample is critical to have a true mixed venous blood gas because there's another blood gas called an SCVO2. If we don't have a pulmonary artery catheter, we can draw the lab from a central line. Let's say you have an, an internal jugular line. We possibly have a subclavian line. We can draw from the distal lumen, typically the brown port. That is the furthest port away in our, in our line. But often, it's not pulling, of course, from our pulmonary artery, right? we're actually backing up quite a bit. We're backing up from the RV to the RA. Often it's kind of sitting in that inferior vena cava. Maybe the tip comes down a little closer to the superior vena cava, depending on the line placement and where exactly the line is. Typically an SCVO2 has a higher percentage. So a normal SCVO2 should be greater than 70% saturation. Now the challenge with an SCVO2 is that we cannot be certain how well the blood gases from the inferior and superior vena cava are truly mixed because they're actually quite different. We see fairly substantial differences on the superior vena cava versus an inferior vena cava. Now, if we were to try and say, hey, if we could have more IVC or SVC, in general, the SVC tends to be more representative than the IVC for our true set. But it's important to remember when you draw these lab values, it is incredibly important. If a provider says we want 
and SVO2 and you have a pulmonary artery catheter, you need to draw it from the pulmonary artery because if it were to be accidentally drawn from the central line and not the PA, that's going to be very different. That's going to change our expectation of the lab value. And so that's where the true mixed venous gas is important. Now, what does this lab tell us? We're able to use this lab as an approximation for cardiac output. Now, I had just done an episode on cardiothoracic surgery patients where many ICUs use tools such as like a flow track or they do thermodilution or there's even intravascular measuring devices that help us determine cardiac output. But on occasion, maybe we don't have those devices or we want to check an SVO2 in comparison to those flow measurements. Now, remember, we talked about that under normal circumstances, we generally know regular levels of O2 extraction from hemoglobin. Now, if we were to see an SVO2 return that's lower than normal, it starts to make us question, okay, what is the primary issue? Why is hemoglobin saturated at a lower level than expected. And there's really four variables at play that we're looking at in this situation. And as we look at the variables, often we can eliminate different variables and that helps us understand the root cause. So first and foremost, if we have a situation in which our tissues are not getting enough oxygen, we could have an issue with cardiac output. If we do not have enough flow, we're going to have to have increased extraction of oxygen from hemoglobin to meet the demands. And so it could be a cardiac output issue. Another issue we could be looking at is hemoglobin levels, right? Hemoglobin is the primary carrier for O2. Now, of course, we talked about how if you're on a ventilator, there is up to 15% dissolved oxygen in plasma, and that can alter O2 extraction a little bit. But under normal circumstances, hemoglobin is a critical variable in our ability to export, right, oxygen. And so we might be, our arterial saturation on our pulse ox, we might be 100%. But if our hemoglobin is 7, we have a decreased ability to carry the oxygen to the tissue. And so because of that, that could decrease our SVO2. So it may not be a cardiac output issue. That could be primarily a hemoglobin issue. Now, another issue, and we just mentioned it, is our arterial saturation. Remember, if our O2 saturation is decreased, we're not going to be able to saturate hemoglobin at the appropriate level, and that's going to affect our extraction level by the tissues. And so our third variable is our O2 saturation. Our fourth issue is O2 consumption. Are we, are we in a state where we're desiring or needing increased O2 consumption? Now, many times this is a pretty easy situation to examine. In other words, most of our ICU patients are immobile in a bed or they're sitting in a chair and we can generally understand O2 consumption requirements. And so that variable often can be generally eliminated. 
But you can see how this could be used for flow. If we can ensure our patients are appropriately saturated with oxygen, if we can ensure that their hemoglobin is appropriate, we've eliminated O2 consumption, we've eliminated the arterial saturation, we've eliminated hemoglobin, we're left with cardiac output. And so that is how a SVO2 is used as an approximation for flow. And so that's one of the values of this lab is that as it starts to dip below 60%, we start to ask ourselves, okay, likely we're having an issue with flow. Now, in post-cardiothoracic surgery patients, in relation to the last episode, it's really important to think about a few different issues. Now, at our facility, we do a lot of thermodilution to account for cardiac output and therefore get our index. But sometimes we will do an SVO2. We have patients that come out without pulmonary artery catheters, or maybe they weren't able to place the pulmonary artery catheter. And so the SVO2 is very critical in, in helping us determine cardiac output. But it's always important, post-surgical patients, bleeding is often a concern. Knowing a recent hemoglobin is really important. Other things to consider that affect our SVO2s are things like our percent oxygen, understanding what more was the percent oxygen at the time of gaining the lab. Because on occasion, sometimes you have a situation where you drew the lab and the patient was setting 88%, and then 10 minutes later they're setting you know, 93, 94, 95%, but that affects the lab value. And so those are important things. The SVO2 is always going to be tied to the clinical situation. Another thing to consider is the PEEP value if they're on a ventilator. As you increase PEEP, that increases intrathoracic pressure, which can potentially decrease cardiac output. And so that's another thing, especially just coming back to the cardiothoracic surgery example. You have a patient, maybe they're having a little bleeding. We increase the PEEP, increased intrathoracic pressure. Maybe we're trying to just apply a touch of pressure to the heart, maybe help increase a little bit of the clotting, but sometimes that affects our cardiac output and that could affect our oxygen extraction requirements and ultimately lead to a decreased SVO2. That's important too if you're in potentially like a medical ICU, you have an ARDS patient. SVO2s can actually be used to help trend PEEP requirements, right? We, we don't want to have a PEEP that ultimately affects our cardiac output because that ultimately affects oxygenation, which is our whole challenge in ARDS. And so you see this, va- this lab value used in such a wide range of situations. And so I think it's always important when you draw an SVO2 to be very focused on the source, making sure it's drawn from the appropriate place, meaning if they ask for an SCVO2 versus an SVO2, that it's drawn appropriately. Of course, if it's an SCVO2 that it's drawn from the distal lumen, understanding catheter placement, those are things as a bedside nurse that are important to keep a mindset on it, a check on. Understanding the O2 saturation. Some ICU physicians prefer a patient to be saturated at 100%. Others like a real sat where they're at, whether it be 91, 92%. Of course, that can affect um, 
understanding critical variables such as different left to right, right to left, um, pulmonary shunting, et cetera. And so that's important. That's a little, that's another episode, but of course, something to keep in mind that if you're on 100% oxygen, it does decrease in some ways the discussion of those points. Um, but in general, it's always important to look at the full clinical situation. And especially in relation to cardiothoracic surgery patients, that's also remembering your hemoglobin and remembering as well any other variables at play, such as if a patient's on inotropic support, vasopressor support, et cetera, those as well can affect our SVO2 values. Well, as always, thanks for listening. I am really excited to really push in this fall and get more content out. It was just been so busy this summer with kids at home and I was hoping to get more content out than I have. And so I'm looking forward to returning to a weekly, if not bi-weekly release schedule starting at the end of August. Uh, I probably will do a couple more episodes on some different topics related to kind of your post-cardiothoracic surgery patients. There's just so many different issues that I really wanted to talk about in more depth that after I released that large episode, I realized, man, there's like quite a bit that I get so many questions about. I think it's worth having some more detailed discussions. And of course, next week, I'm going to go ahead and release the final episode on sodium. We're going to talk about hypernatremia and then the following week, move into potassium, the physiology of potassium, and then of course, hyperkalemia and hypokalemia. And so with that, thanks for listening. And I look forward to releasing the next episode next week.